630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money in providing true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. We're going interactive here for about a half hour. At 135, we'll be joined by Mike Chambers of the Denver Post to talk about uh, tomorrow's matchup against the Avalanche. But you can email us, OilersNow, at 630Ched.com, presented by Homes by Avi. Text us at 630-630. Follow us on Twitter at OilersNow. And as some guests on OilersNow receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. The right choice for a celebration for the senses with three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, downtown, and on the south side. So we just uh, talked with Elliot Friedman, and we heard uh, what he said uh, it might cost to... This is a dream world, but if uh, Subban was available, what it might cost, and uh, it was a hefty price. If you want to chime in, what would you give up for PK Subban, 780-496-0063? You can text us, 630-630. Uh, email us, whether now at 630ched.com, presented by Homes by Avi. Yakupov looked good last night. Might have been his best game of the season. Probably was his best game of the season. What do the Oilers do with Yakupov now moving forward? Because it's tempting. You you see a game like that, and you wonder if, okay, maybe he'll be able to figure it out still here. He's still a young player. Um, All the talk is he needs a change of scenery, but he puts together a great game like that last night, and you're intrigued again. It's tough. I, I still think he needs a, a change of scenery. But if he can play like he did last night for the majority of the season, then maybe he uh, still has a place here. We heard uh, Todd McQuellen talk about now is the time to find out what some of these players are made of. He talked about that when he put Adam Glendening in the lineup yesterday. Um, so Yakupov responded with a good game. After getting called out a little bit the night before for a giveaway that led to a goal against the Ducks, and he he comes out and responds. So that's what you want to see. Getting that goal early was big for Yakupov, but he needs to he needs to perform like that consistently. Hasn't done it his entire career. Usually he has a game like that, and he disappears for eight or nine games. So we'll see if he can uh, keep that up. If you want to chime in on Yakupov, Subban, the Oilers at the trade deadline, 780-496-0063. We'll get to uh, some text messages as well here. But first, uh, we'll get to Terrence on the phone. Terrence, welcome to Oilers Now. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Yourself? Uh, I'm good. What's so, yeah, on your mind? I just heard Melissa uh, Elliott Freeman talk about what it would take to get uh, Subban. First of all, I think uh, Subban, like, obviously a really good defenseman, but I've always thought he's, like, watch, watching him in the playoffs, I, I've always thought he's selfish with the puck a lot. And uh, I think we already have kind of an issue with that with some guys, but 
anyways, yeah, I think that's way too much to pay for Subban. So I'd, I'd never like to see that trade go through, like, Hall, Clefbon, and Nurse for him. Not to mention, like he said, probably more than that. And, yeah, I just I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I think that's a little more than I would like to give up as well. Um, it's tempting because you look at what Subban <laughs> brings. He would definitely help the power play. He has a big shot, 26 years old, right shot defenseman. It's a big cap hit, though, as well, so it's tough. Yeah, exactly, and it's like, and it's Taylor Hall, right? Like, okay, he's not the best player in the NHL, right? But he's always been one of the top scorers on our team. And considering where our team has been for the past, well, for Hall's career, he's put up some pretty reasonable numbers, I think. So, yeah, I, I just uh, wouldn't want to give up that much. No, that's a fair point. Anything else, Terrence? Um, well, yeah, Yakubov had a great game last night. Uh, and, yeah, I totally agree he needs to play like that more often. But I also agree uh, I think a change of scenery would be pretty good for him. I could see him fitting in on... Uh, St. Louis or Pittsburgh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I think there'll be some interest in Yakupov if the Oilers decide to move on from. No doubt about that. Not sure what the Oilers would get back, but uh, we'll see. If he continues to play like he did last night, his trade value will rise, and perhaps maybe his stock rises in terms of uh, the Oilers wanting to keep him. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for the call. Terrence uh, brought up an interesting point about Taylor Hall. And if you're making a a deal for somebody like uh, a P.K. Subban, sure, Hall would have to go in a deal like that if if that's the guy that the the Habs wanted. But I would not move Taylor Hall. I know he gets uh, crapped on a fair bit. But that's a guy that brings it consistently. You look at last night's game, there were some passengers out there, no doubt about it. Taylor Hall was not one of them. He's a driver, and sure, he had a bit of a tough stretch, not scoring in 10 games, but he scored against Anaheim, should have scored last night. In my mind, that was a good goal, and it seems like he's he's back to his regular form. All players go through a tough 10-game stretch. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan were doing the same for Dallas, and now it seems like they're back on track of late. It happens. Stamkos as well. You look at Tampa Bay, he hasn't had... A great season, but he's still a great player. So I'm not ready to just move Hall. I think Hall's part of the solution here. I strongly believe that. Um, He cares. Sometimes he maybe tries too hard, but I would not want to give up on a guy like that. I think he's part of the solution here. Um, Shrelly maybe sees it differently. He's new to the organization. I think he'll make a big move in the offseason. I think we're kidding ourselves if we don't think at least uh, one player on the Oilers' core isn't being traded in the offseason. Somebody will go. I think uh, I I strongly believe that. Hall would be uh, at the bottom of my list in terms of guys I would want to move. Let's go to Ben on line two. Ben, welcome to Oilers now. Hey, how's it going? Not bad yourself? Ah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to same thing. I agree with not moving Taylor or anything. like. That. I think that's a way too big overpayment. Um, just wanted to touch on uh, 
if for some reason we ended up with that first overall pick, everyone's talking about, oh, yeah, we we drafted or traded stood up for a, a defenseman. What about just trading down one or two spots? Like, would Toronto do Morgan Riley, you think? Um, so you're saying if the Oilers had the first pick and they would move down a couple spots plus a Morgan Riley? Yeah, like like swap picks. Like say Toronto's sitting third, you know, and then we got a chance to dress or take that Puyarvi and move, say, and is Eberle expendable at that point? More trade value? I think Toronto is looking for a game changer, and perhaps that's Austin Matthews first overall, so maybe they make a deal like that. Um, they've picked in the top five a few times. But they haven't had that first overall pick, and they're in full rebuild mode. So maybe they make a guy like uh, Riley expendable to move up to first, uh, especially the way Jake Gardner has played this season. He's sort of back into form there and a long-term solution for them. But it would be tough to give up a piece like Morgan Riley. But, hey, if the Oilers were willing to move down, that's something you would consider. Yeah, just just a different take on it, I guess. I don't know everyone seems to think we'd keep that pick if we had the first, but I don't know. I think there's definitely more potential in trading it, you know, with the hype because, well, look at Yakupov. I mean, I mean, he's not the same caliber as Matthews by any means, but hold, there's a lot more value in that first overall pick before they step on the ice, I find, than once you've picked them. Absolutely, yeah. Like, on the draft floor, you get a... You could basically get whatever you want for that first overall pick. Not yeah. not literally, but you could get it quite a bit. Yeah. All right, thanks for the call, Ben. You bet. So that's the thing Shrelly will have to decide as well. Do you build a, a new core around a McDavid, Drysaddle, and the draft pick if the Oilers get a top three pick and then move on some, move somebody out like a Nugent Hopkins or a Drysaddle? Or do you keep all those guys intact and dangle the draft pick? Because those players are starting to enter their prime. And you look at Chicago, when Kane and Taze entered, you know, the situation where they became the players they are today, they already had the Keith and the Seabrook as developed and, uh, you know, just entering their prime. So it's sort of similar here with the Oilers. If you consider Hall, Nugent Hopkins... They're entering their prime. So, lots of options for Shirelli. I don't know what he's thinking, but it's fun to speculate. And uh, I do know this. I think he'll he'll put his stamp on the team in the offseason, likely around the draft or free agency. Something will give. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, lots of text messages coming in here. We'll uh, get to a bunch of them. Todd says, uh, hey, Brendan, uh, in this NHL, I don't know how a trade for Subban is even possible, no matter what the return is. Well, yeah, the salary cap, uh, not a lot of trades. It has to be, uh, for the most part, salary versus salary. Subban making $9 million is a lot of dough, so you would have to give up a, a high-priced player around uh, that salary. Um, maybe a player plus another player that equals to $9 million. So it, it's tough, and you look at Montreal, to move a player like P.K. Subban, 
I think the whole organization would have to to be on board for something like that to happen. Ownership, the GM, his staff, the coaching staff. You look at what Subban does for uh, that city as well, uh, community-wise, and he's a great guy. So it would be tough to move someone like P.K. Subban. Lots of uh, text messaging about the officiating here. Um, of course, it recalibrates, but uh, people upset about uh, the Perron goal the other night and uh, the Hall non-goal last night. I, I agree on the Hall thing. I think that was a goal. But the ref's making a judgment call, and uh, he felt that the Wild had full control of it. I keep R&H over Hall, better player, more versatile. Versatile uh, Hall has higher trade value for a number one defenseman. Hey, off Subban, it's not happening. Hall's zone entry was just brutal last night. I can't count how many times he gave the puck up on a hope and a prayers passing to the middle at the blue line. I think Hall has really improved in uh, that area. Sure, he gives up the puck sometimes. All skilled players do. Watch Steven Stamkos play, it happens. Heck, P.K. Subban is in the media for a giveaway he had the other night. Tarion said one play like that cost them the game because he gave the puck up. More than often, though, Hall makes a good play with the puck. Fact is, he has the puck probably more than any other player on the Oilers, so he gives the puck up more. That's how it works. If you want to call us, 780-496-0063. Text us, 630-630. We'll keep going interactive here on Oilers Now. Uh, We'll take a timeout. Still to come, Mike Chambers from the Denver Post. And more on this Friday edition of Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 122 in Edmonton. Ulrich in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Should mention Panda Hut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering. Visit pandahutexpress.net or call 780-473-3663 and place your order now. We'll continue with uh, the phone calls here on Oilers Now, 780-496-0063. Mike Chambers coming up here uh, at 135 to tee up tomorrow night's game. Uh, A quick uh, tweet from the Dawn. The Don says uh, McClellan is slow to react to problems. He should have yanked uh, Talbot after the second goal last night. Now look at the score. Well, first of all, um, I don't think the Oilers have a ton of confidence in Nielsen right now. Yes, he had a couple good games on the farm. Maybe he gets another start here, but Talbot is the guy. It's hard to fault a goaltender when he gives up two goals on the power play. First one was from a tough angle through a lot of traffic. Second one, I it didn't go off coil, as far as I understand. It went off of Nurse's skate or stick and went in. So tough to, to fault Talbot on uh, that instance. And uh, I know the Don is not a fan of McClellan right now. Let me say, let me tell you this, Don. You, you also tweet me all the time talking about you know some of the players on the Oilers not being good enough, and then you fault the coaching. Tom McClellan's an experienced coach. Um, I think. What he's trying to preach with the Oilers this season will help them moving forward. Playing fast, hard, supportive hockey. Once the Oilers have all the tools in place to play the kind of hockey that McClellan wants, 
the Oilers will be a better team. And you look at the 6D men that the Oilers dressed last night. It's not McClellan's fault. Hard to blame any fault on Shirelli, who's only been here for one season. There was a big mess to fix. Can't be done in one year. Give it some time. I know Oilers fans don't want to hear it, but the fact is, Shirelli and McClellan have only been here for one season. Less than one season. It, it takes time for them to put their stamp on the team and get the team in the direction that they want. So people that are going to text in and blame the coaching or the GM, please don't. <laughs> if it's three three years down the road and this is the same under who the others have running the show right now, then sure. But uh, it takes time. They're not miracle workers. And uh, I think McClellan has done a good job. You look at that D last night and say, is that uh, a defensive core good enough to beat a desperate Minnesota Wild team that needs two points for a playoff spot? The answer probably is no. And the others were in the game for most of it. Uh, give it some time in terms of that front. Uh, a quick call here from Jonathan on line one. Jonathan, how you doing? Good. How are you, Brendan? Not bad. All right. Uh, so my question is, you had mentioned something prior to the commercial break that kind of interests me. You said that Taylor Hall is in possession of, of the puck the majority of the time of the other players on the Oilers. My question is, are the an- analytical studies inclusive of time of possession by a certain player, how many giveaways they have, how many takeaways they have. Um, I, 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 would like, I would like to see something along that way. Uh, I'm sure that uh, individual teams, when they're pre-scouting or uh, reviewing video, are keying in on certain players who have to talk the majority of the time, where they are on the ice, uh, who's feeding it to them, and are making defensive adjustments to uh, prohibit such play. Uh, I'll tell you this, Jonathan. I'm not a. I respect the analytic community and what they do, and uh, you know, I respect when when we have guys on. We have Jonathan Willis on an occasion, and I think he is uh, one of the the best guys out there. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just know that from what I watch from Taylor Hall, he has the puck a lot, and usually when he's on the ice, um, the puck is directed towards the net for the most part from him or a player on his line. Uh, For the most part, good things happen. And uh, as far as I know, the analytics are positive for Taylor Hall. Um, I'm not certain, but if I was to look, I'm sure I would see Hall at the top of the list when it comes to uh, possession numbers for the others. That's all all I can really say. One further comment. Yeah. Uh, everybody's high on P.K. Subban, but I've watched games in which he's played uh, where he has scored own goals. You know, puck coming off of his skate or off of his knee or whatever and going in the net. I've seen him make irresponsible defensive plays. Um, my, my point would be that Darnell Nurse currently is an immature version of P.K. Subban. And I think if we let him mature and get more experience, that he will become a far better player than P.K. Subban, given his height, his weight. Uh, right now, he just doesn't have the skill level. But he's got the offensive nose that P.K. Uh, Subban has. I think if we give him a little more time to mature 
and, and increase the skill set. We're going to have a PK Subban, only we're going to have one that's 220 pounds and six foot four. That's a fair comment. Um, we'll have to wait and see with Nurse. Uh, I have to let you go, Jonathan. I have to get to the news here right away, but I'll comment here yep. quickly. Um, I don't know if Nurse has anywhere near the offensive upside of a P.K. Subban. Uh, he can skate well. He can jump up in the play. Um, he, he does generate chances. Maybe he'll become a better defensive player than a Subban, but we just had Elliot on saying that Subban has died, you know, dial back his offensive game a bit to become better defensively. So his point total takes a dip. But overall, I think Subban is a much better defensive player than he has been in the past. He's a, a more well-rounded player. For Nurse to become a Subban, he has a long ways to go. Um, love Nurse. Love what he's done so far. Uh, he struggled a bit here of late. He's getting a lot of ice time. And uh, maybe that will help him be a better player next season. But still a long ways to go before we start uh, mentioning Subban and uh, Nurse in the same breath. But uh, so far, so good on a player like uh, Darnell Nurse. We can keep the phone calls going a bit here after the 1.30 news. Uh, I'm way late to the news. We have to get to Eileen Bell right now. We have Mike Cham Chambers coming up from the Denver Post. Uh, we can still take a few more phone calls as well on this Friday edition of Oilers Now.